Hey, Fairborn City Manager Rob here with Megan Howard. Hey, Megan. Hey, Rob. How you doing? I'm okay. We're going to adjust the microphone volume there and bring <laughs> me down just a bit. You were. <laughs> For this, I was a little loud there. Sorry. That's all right. Uh, this is episode 41 of Rumor Has It. Just excited to be back with this, that's all. You're excited to be back? No, no, you were. You were. I was. I got a little excited. Sorry. This, that we'll talk about that in a second. We are excited to have Pam Gayhart with us today. Hi, Pam. Hi, Rob. Hi, Megan. Hi, Pam. So, oh, hold on. Hold on. I always forget this. Yep. Hey. Look that great. I remembered it at the very end last time. <laughs> we don't have a we don't have a budget, but we got some stuff. <laughs> no, we don't have, right, we have some stuff. Uh, Pam, if you don't know, is a Fairborn resident. Grew up in Fairborn, but uh, more importantly, works for the Fairborn City Schools. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about what it was like to grow up in Fairborn. Um, but let's start there. Like you are a Fairborn uh, resident, grew up here, uh, and some interesting milestones in your. Yeah, I am. So I um, grew up in Fairborn on Fairway Drive, and um, I my uh, dad was in the Air Force, and then he um, retired, and he did civilian work at FTD, which at at that time was the Foreign Technology Division. Um, and uh, I had a a great experience growing up here. I have amazing friends that I still keep in touch with today, and I. Um, when I went to school, I went to Palmer South, and then I went to Five Points Junior High, and then um, I graduated from Fairborn High School. But my junior year, um, the two schools, uh, Baker and Park Hills combined, um, we thought it was going to be the end of the world that we had to go to school <laughs> with those kids from the other side of town. Um, and, uh, you know, that the 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 crossing of the railroad tracks was going to happen. We were going to merge, um, but actually it ended up being a really good experience. And um, I have a lot of really good friends. And as a matter of fact, my husband, Chris is from the other side of the track. So, um, so it worked out well, but I had a, a really good um, experience growing up here. Lots of good friends, a great community to grow up in. And um, I got a great education as well um, in the public schools here. If you could please explain a little bit to me, um, what it was like to grow up in a city where there literally are two different sides of town. Um, you know, and you said, you know, you don't cross the tracks to do certain things. Talk about that. What was that like growing yeah. up? So it was super funny. So, um, Park Hills, they actually gave us a name that I'm still not sure. And maybe someone who listens to this can tell us what it means, but we were the he hoes and I don't really even know what that means. Now I'm assuming that it's a derogatory something, but we were the Park Hills Vikings and we were the he hoes. And, um, so the tracks were, you know, like the South side of town, the North side of town. And, um, and there was quite a rivalry between the Baker Flyers and the Park Hills Vikings. Right. And um, so it was just really super interesting. Like we would cross the tracks to go to Collins Sporting Goods, uh, Baskin Robbins, Roush's, different things on Main Street. But um, I, I just think it was funny. We really didn't, you know, interact with with the kids on the other side of town. Now, there are other people that may have had a different experience, but there was definitely some um, strong competition between the two schools and the two sides of town, as it were. So you said you're the first graduating class of Fairborn High School. Actually, uh, it was the class of 83. Okay. Yeah, we combined in 83, and then I graduated in 84, so I would have been okay. the second class. I actually felt bad for the class of 83 because we merged, and they really didn't have time to get to know each other. It was right. like you brought the two schools together, so their class kind of had it rough. They only had a year to get to know each other in that, but we were kind of the the second year of Fairborn High School after they combined. So what was it like walking through the high school now 
Uh, and I, did they come to your high school or did you go to theirs? They came to our high school. So you're, yeah. you know, it's a place you're comfortable with. You're familiar with the halls. Yeah. You've got these strangers who are, yeah. you know, living in your city, coming to your school. What was that like? Well, I'll tell you what I remember was, um, I think we were strong athletically in different sports at both schools. Mm-hmm. So to me, the fear was, am I going to be able to do what I love to do? Because now you just brought 20 other kids in and maybe someone's going to bump me out. Right. So I think the fear of competition with sports and activities and different things, that was definitely something that I think kids thought about. So what, so what building was that then? It would be what we call Fairborn high school. Now that's where we came. Right. right. But it was park Hills. Oh, okay. And I will add um, and this is this is funny. So in order to be politically correct, they were trying to decide what the colors would be for the school. So um, Baker High School was uh, blue and gold okay. and Park Hills High School was brown and gold. So I don't know how this happened, but we became <laughs> blue, brown and white. No gold. Uh, no gold. <laughs> right. Yeah, it was super interesting. So um, I actually have a sweater from that time. I just saved it because I kind of it's good memories. But it was it wasn't really a nice combination, right? <laughs> right. So, but anyway, yeah, yeah. yeah those are not interesting. Those are not. It was it was kind of interesting. Yeah. And so, how do Vikings and Flyers become Skyhawks? You know, Remember? that's a good question. I I don't have the answer for that, but I can tell you that. Um, when we opened the new primary school and and even leading up to that, a lot of residents and um, folks that I went to high school with and younger have said, well, how are you going to pay tribute to and how are you going to remember sure. what was right? Um, and so I know at the primary school, each hallway is dedicated to a a former school here. Now, you know, the little kids that are there now have no clue what that means, but maybe grandma or grandpa who walks through says, Oh yeah, that's black lane or that's East or whatever. Um, so it's just interesting. I think there's a lot of, um, pride and positive memories from older people who graduated from those two schools. Um, and I just think that's interesting that they wanted to make sure that something was remembered, you know, moving forward. Yeah. When I, when I think of Skyhawk, I don't think of a Viking. No, or if, I mean, I guess a flyer kind of, I mean, but at least they fly. Right. Yeah. But I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I, maybe I someone Viking, else can answer that question. I, I don't know. Or maybe. Yeah. So that's something, if you have the info, info at uh, yeah. gov, please yeah. let us know how that became. How, how the Skyhawk became, became the, the Skyhawk. I mean, they got yeah. talons, right? Yeah. Like, they do. Yeah. yeah. Maybe something with the Air Force. I don't could know. Be. Yeah, it could be. There is a Skyhawk fighter jet. I know right. that. But we're not a jet. We're a bird. I don't know. Uh, yeah. So let's talk about that. Did Were you aware of the influence that the military had when you were going to school? And, and what was that like? I mean, you know, a lot of the people get sent to RIPAD for a brief period of time. So you, I would imagine there's a good number of kids coming in and out every year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so when I was in school here, um, gosh, I feel like I'm 80 years old saying these things. But the intersection of uh, 675 <laughs> and North Fairfield Road, yep. beyond that was field. Okay, so if you worked at Wright Patterson, you pretty much lived in Fairborn or Enon. Right. Okay. And so most of those kids came to Fairborn City Schools. Uh, Maybe some went to Mad River, but I think the bulk came to Fairborn. But what was really neat is, first of all, um, when I talk about a welcoming environment and um, different people's perspectives and cultures, that's what I learned. Um, I had friends who were military that had been in Germany, that had been in France, that had been in Korea. And um, they 
taught me a lot because I had never been to those places. And they brought their experiences to our school district, which was wonderful. Um, And then on the flip side of that, I think Fairborn just became a place where, you know, military kids were just welcomed right in like, oh, you're here from South Korea and you're interested in running. Oh, we've got a track team and a cross country Mm -hmm. team. And everybody just kind of took the kids under their wings. Isn't that good? That's great. And just made them part of the part yeah. of the culture and part of the friend, the friend circle and all that. So I think it um, it taught us to be kind of adaptive and kind um, and welcoming. But we also learned a lot from them as well. And I think we have a lot of people um, inducted into our Hall of Honor who, um, you know, served in the military. Uh, we're in Fairborn maybe for two or three years and then moved, but they always have really positive things to say about their time here. That's great. And I think that's, I think that's what helps create this diverse community that I'm always shocked that we are like in every time, you know, somebody you know, just comments about Fairborn, you know, I always talk about the diversity of, of this community and they just kind of look at me and they're like, Fairborn? I'm like, right. yes, we have an incredibly diverse community. And, you know, I, I always attribute it to, to the Air Force and the military and, um, and to that. And it just constantly amazes me and just the friends that my kids have, uh, you know, and just the way that they interact, which I think is incredible. And I love the fact that, you know, our, our school is, is that way. And, and that they interact with kids that aren't like them. Uh, right. And I just think that's fantastic. And I think that's a huge bonus. I know when, um, military families would come in, one of the things that, um, they would call and they would say, I want to tour a building and they'd say, Oh, I, I have a student in middle school. And I'm like, oh. you know, because, <laughs> right. And, right. Yeah. and so, but, but we would always talk about, um, what I always shared is we've got really great staff. We've got good teachers, good coaches, strong counselors, and the kids are good kids. Yeah. Your, your kids are going to have a good experience here. And, you know, the other thing I always like to share with the military is that, you know, in Fairborn, if there's something you want to try, like you want to try um, art club or you want to be in the high school musical or you want to try football or you, you can do anything you want to do. You know, you're going to, the opportunities are here and it's not so competitive that you, you won't have the option. Um, that's another thing that I would say was a huge plus, you know, sometimes a larger, what I would say, and I don't even know if prestigious is the right word, but maybe better recognized school district. You, you might not have those opportunities unless you're the best of the best. And I said, a lot of kids, their time to do those things is now. It's in middle school. It's in high school because maybe they'll play on a, you know, a club team or something like that. But by and large, most of the kids aren't going to be, you know, in the NFL. They're not, you know. And so I just think it's super important to have those opportunities. And I think we provide that. And that's a plus for the military and us now. Yeah. Yeah. We'll come next year. uh, We'll be able to walk all kinds of people around our schools and we can smile with pride. Yeah, I know. Absolutely. I've joked with Mr. Lolly and it's really not a joke, but there's a particular game. It's our first game. It's on a Thursday night. And I'm not going to say who the community is. We all all know. We know who it is. But but I'm going to have a fold up. I'm going to have a fold up (laughs) chair by the entrance to the stadium with my sunglasses on and popcorn. And I want to see the look on their face when they come in. Absolutely. Because it's just, it's, it is, um, 
I visited there. Well, I, I visit there probably every couple of weeks, but the last time I was there, it actually touched me emotionally. I looked up in the main area of the high school where the uh, library is, and there's one set of learning stairs and just the lights and the ceiling. And I started to cry because I, I am so thankful that this community, um, valued education enough and our partnership with you, Rob, and the city and all the hard work that the city, the township and the schools have done together. I focus that together to make this happen. And I think it's, uh, it's life changing for Fairborn. It it really truly is. It it puts us in another trajectory. It really does. Yes. I mean, we've we've altered the course of. So what I tell people is, and I, and I, I'm, this probably isn't the best analogy, but I've been using the M&M. So, you know, an M&M is really good, the chocolate, yeah. but you need the coating just to, you know, mm-hmm. I said, we've always had the inside, right? We've ha- we've always had, you know, incredible teachers, great kids. Like I'd put our yeah. kids uh, yeah. all day. Okay. But it was kind of the outside that was a little bit lacking and not every school, but some right. of them. Well, now we have that too. So look out. Yeah. It's going to be really great. So you come, you go through um, Fairborn High School. You're a Bobcat. I am a Bobcat. Uh, from you went to OU. Talk about what happened. Where where did you go from graduation at, at Fairborn to the where you are today? Okay, so I have a twin brother, which now as an adult who's huh. paid for college, I bless my mom and dad because they had to think about both of us. And I I remember. Um, saying to my dad that I really liked the University of Dayton and his exact words were, who's going to pay for that? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> and um, so uh, my brother is actually a mechanical engineer. Um, he's the smarter one of the twins of us. Um, <laughs> he lives in North Carolina. I, I love him dearly. Um, he's got a great family. He's um, but anyway, so we both ended up at OU um, okay. and we lived on the same green um, and I had a great experience there. Um, you know, in journalism and I joined a sorority and alumni board just did a bunch of different things. Um, and then, uh, as a result of being in the sorority, um, our national, um, they had travelers who we would work for the sorority for a year and travel all over the country and visit schools and help make sure they were doing things the right way. That wasn't really a fun job, but anyway, but it, (laughs) but it was a really great opportunity for me to travel and see different parts of the country, Manitoba, Canada. Mm -hmm. Um, My first uh, real football game was at Nebraska, um, University of Nebraska, Cornhusker. I was in the stadium like, oh my gosh, so this isn't OU in Athens anymore. This is like the big time. (laughs) Um, But that was a great experience. And then, um, after that, Chris and I uh, were married. Um, I had a job offer in Northern at the University of Northern Colorado. And Chris uh, had an opportunity to come home and work for his dad's company. So that happened. Um, and uh, we actually, I was getting my master's degree at Miami. We lived in Oxford for a couple of years and then um, moved home. Um, and I had a couple of different jobs throughout that, I mean, you know, retail, different things. So I could find a job. But anyway, I ended up staying home with Casey and Corey while they were little. And then an opportunity came up with the schools. And I'm like, this is good because my kids are going to go to school here. And so that's kind of how that that happened. And um, it's been, I feel um, very, very fortunate. Um, When I go to work each day, it's my passion. It's not a job. I like what I love what I do. I love this community. And um, so it's not like work. No, right. now there are moments we all know oh, yeah. sure. that are hard, but overall, 
working for Fairborn, I, I said, if I had to work in a different school district, it just wouldn't be the same because right. I wouldn't feel the same about it, you right. know? So, yeah. So that's kind of how that happened. How long so, have you been with the schools? Uh, 22 years. Wow. Yeah. Wow. This is my 22nd. So let's talk about, and this is a follow on question, something I've probably already asked you, but you and your husband both matriculated through Fairborn schools, high achieving. You have two children who also matriculated through Fairborn schools, high achieving. Um, you know, we know Corey because obviously he interned for us one summer and uh, know how great he is of, as a human being and how smart he is. And the work he did for us over the summer was incredible. <laughs> but, you know, he's he went he goes to Notre Dame, right? Vice president of the student body at Notre Dame uh, also. Yeah. You know, that's that's a kid from Fairborn. Yeah. Like, and, and his, uh, you know, fortunately, his story is not unique. He's not the only one. We could, we could probably point to a dozen kids I, who have gone on to do amazing things at high prestigious universities. I would say that. And I would say leaving if, you know, I guess I would use that example as there is every opportunity in this community and in our schools to develop into and be the person that you want to be and to um, have um you know, I talk to the student ambassadors all the time about leadership and community service and the things that are going to set you apart from other kids outside of a GPA, mm -hmm. right? Because that's what people are looking for. Right. They're, you know, yeah, it's great that you have a 3.5 or a 4.1, but talk to me. Right. What are you passionate about? What do you care about? What do you want to make happen in life? You know, and I think um, that's, that's, I think, what our kids have. Um, and I think that's a result of, um, you know, strong parent influence, but also really good teachers and caring adults at school who are pushing right. them to think outside the box and what could possibly be. Um, and Rob, you bring up a, a really great point. I mean, I'm going to use an, an example. Um, I, when, when the, um, when levies weren't passing, school levies weren't passing, my kids were in school during that time. And, um, and I remember when the schools combined, I was very concerned because right. our close friends were saying, we're out, we're, we're getting out of here. This isn't going to be good. And Chris kept saying, you know, we're going to be fine as long as we're involved in our kids' lives and we work with them. And, you know, we know we've got good teachers, our kids are going to be fine. And then even with, with the levies not passing, and there were some tough times sure. um, when my kids were in middle and high school, um, they still got a great education. I mean, right. that didn't happen in our home. I mean, we supported the teachers and we, you know, you've got to do your homework and you've got to show up. Right. But I, I attribute a lot of their success to a lot of the adults outside of our family unit that that made them who they are. And I guess I just, I, I strongly believe in public education. And I know that sometimes, you know, Fairborn gets a bad rap or, you know, I don't know why that is, because right. just from my personal experience and the different experiences of kids that I know, there's every opportunity to be successful. And I, I will share, you know, the um, the donor who gave, you know, over two point five million dollars to Fairborn City Schools went to Fairborn. Yeah. Right. OK. He was in the CIA. OK. And, and, and all these years later, he thought enough to look back and say, this place meant something to me. It impacted my life in such a positive way that I'm, I'm going to do this. And that to me, to have that type of financial means to be able to do something like that, but to, to funnel it back to where you grew up, like where you went to school, that's incredible. You know? So right. I just, um, 
I, I just believe in us. And I, and I think, you know, I've told, I've told my city colleagues the same, you know, you're doing a great job with moving the city forward. And I think people get, you know, flustered, frustrated, you know, they want things to happen so quickly. It just takes time. And in some cases, um, you know, like uh, I think certain things happen that happened 20 years ago, it's going to take time to undo some things that maybe we want to change, you know, but I, I think the city, the schools that I think everyone's working together, which is huge. Um, anyway, I just kind of went off on a little side rant, but yeah, you you (laughs) talked about, excuse me, you talked about diversity, and I want to touch on that just a little bit because you told a story before we got started recording mm-hmm. that, you know, Corey is is at Notre Dame. And, you know, part of the great thing about Fairborn is we're diverse, not only um, de- demographically, but also financially. Yes. So, you you know, you've got everything from top to bottom and everything in between. So, you know, he goes to Notre Dame, which is, you know, I guess if stereotypically you'd say most people, you know, have, you know, eat on white linen every night at, at Notre Dame, right? Yes. So, <laughs> so <laughs> Talk, but you you told a story about how um, just having that knowledge and having you know yes. grown up here helped him there. So I I think Notre Dame probably does a really good job at um, diversifying their incoming class to to have all kinds of diverse perspectives and different backgrounds, both economically, culturally, the whole thing. And um, so uh, I share the story. Um, Corey had a lot of friends and I would humbly say that probably Corey in the world of Notre Dame was poor. Hmm. Okay. Because, you know, we, it, it, the, you know, these people fly in on private jets, they own companies. It's just, it's beyond what I could even understand. Okay. So anyway, he's going out with a bunch of friends and they, they have a cleaning lady who they call ma'am and, if anyone can imagine what a cleaning lady might be doing in a dorm on a college campus, I don't even want to think about it. Right. I think about my son's bedroom back in the day, and that was enough, right, <laughs> Megan? Right. <laughs> so anyway, and Rob. But um, so he held the door open for her, and one of his classmates said, well, why are you holding the door open for her? And he was like, uh, because it's the right thing to do. And so like a learning experience for Corey and a learning experience for Jersey Joe. Um, And I just think both of them learned a lot there because, you know, when I talked to Corey about that, I said, you know, if you've grown up with um, maids and cooks and all the things I said, that to you is normal life. You don't know anything else, just like you grew up the way you grew up. And you meet him. And so I just think, yeah, learning about different, um, you know, different cultures, but different demographics and the way people have grown up and were raised, I think, is is very important. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about so you you do communications for the Fairborn City Schools. Um, and I, I want to ask just a background question first. You said you've worked there for 22 years, your 22nd year. Yes. How much have the Fairborn City Schools changed just since you've started working there? I know they've exponentially changed since you were you've been there, but in your 22 years, um, how have you seen things change, or you know what what are some of the ups and downs maybe you've seen that, over that time? It's changed a lot. Um, I was hired um, in 2002 by Superintendent Herb Young, and then <clears throat> I've had several. You know, there have been changes in leadership. Sure. Um, but I think the biggest challenge is, um, 
obviously academic in nature. Um, and we are judged by the Ohio Department of Education report card. Most people look at that as the, you know, standard for, um, you know, moving to a community or right. looking at schools. They want to see, you know, results on the report card. Um, and so I think there's a lot of focus on, you know, how we can improve academically, what type of supports our kids need to be successful, um, you know, what type of training do our teachers need in order to meet kids' needs. And in a, I think the tough part and the challenge has been for Fairborn, um, while the diverse demographics are wonderful because they teach us a lot, we also run the gamut from A to Z about right. how kids are prepared right. for school, what they know, when they start school and all everything in between. So um, I think really a focus on academics to me has been the push all through school while that facilities thing also loomed as well. Um, when we, um, when we went to, um, you know, try to, to put a levy on the ballot for new buildings, part of it is academic in nature in that, you know, we couldn't have updated technology in these buildings because the infrastructure didn't support it. Right. Um, it would have been, you know, millions of dollars just to try and somehow upgrade the middle school to make it, you know, where we could have computers and all the things that we need. Um, and so I think facilities has definitely been a focus. But in my time in Fairborn City Schools, I what I've seen is a, a true focus on academics and putting the su supports in to help kids be successful. I will say um, COVID was very, very hard on education. I know that personally from right. my own family, um, you know, just with depression and being at home and it just, so I think we're, we're now catching up from that, right. but I think it did, in my opinion, a lot of damage to kids who, you know, need to be in the classroom and they need to interact with their peers and they, right. they want to see the teacher and they want to be able to ask a question, you know, being in front of a computer all day, you know, and trying to log in. So I, I still think academically we're kind of playing catch up with COVID, but I would say academics and facilities have been since I've been in Fairborn where the most of the focus has been, you know, to try and make sure we're offering opportunities you know, for kids to be successful. And I'll say too, you know, with homeschool, charter schools, all the different options that kids have, you know, I would say public schools have to step up their game right. and be relevant so that kids, you know, can figure out what they want to do. And we have the opportunities at Fairborn so that they're able to do that. You know what I think is a bit unfair? Let's, and we've had Tom Kirsch on this program as well. Tom's a 30 year plus teacher, amazing individual. And the state is trying to apply a one standard to every school district, right? Which I guess is a, in a similar way, trying to apply one learning method to every student, right? And the thing that Tom talked about when, when he went into his, his classroom every day, he didn't, he knew he couldn't teach the same way to each student. He had to teach one way to some kids because they learned this way. And he, he realized that and sort of you know modified his plan to make sure that he reached everyone. In my mind, and this is my uneducated because I don't, I'm not in the education side, but it's a little bit unfair to try to apply a one standard to every school district in the in the state and expect them all to be high achieving and hold it against them when they're not. Because, like you said, we have a different demographic than Oakwood. Yes. Right. Yeah. And I and I think um, if when we, you know, when you look at the report card, 
as a communicator, and I think Megan will appreciate this. Um, now we've moved to stars. So I believe we're 3.5 stars out of five. Right. The intermediate school was 4.5 out of five. Now, a star means good. I'm a star. It's good, right? right? On the letter grade, before they moved to stars, it was A, B, C, D, and F. Well, you know, that's easy to understand. An A right. is good. A C is average. We all get that, right? right? But when you look on the back side of that report card and all of the things they measure – down to the percentage of demographics of student you have, you know, American Indian, um, African American, you know, I mean, it's the backside of it is very, very complex on what they look at and how they calculate. And to your point, um, again, in a very demographically diverse community, I, it is very hard to, um, when you're not comparing apples to apples, right? Like, um, Fairborn, they put us in, um, like we would compare to Mad River, to Xenia. Um, but I think some of the, maybe the older folks in town would say, well, Fairborn is, we're, you know, we're, we compare with Beaver Creek. Well, right. we really don't. Right. Okay. So if you look at that Ohio Department of Education report card, they kind of try to put us with like school districts to compare with those. Um, but it's just a very, even for me, a hard thing to explain. And absolutely on the back end with all of the data and all of the things they measure and you have to show so much improvement. They look at attendance. You know, they look at attendance in every subgroup. Um, They look at reading achievement in every different subgroup. We did have the third grade reading guarantee. Now we don't. That's changing. So it's almost like I I tell uh, Dr. Brackenhoff, who is, is incredibly smart, and actually helped us, helped our district through COVID. I said, you know, it's kind of like when you figure out the rules of the game, they change them. Right. I mean, it's like we finally figure out the report card, what we need to do to, to you know, to get to where we need to be. And then they flip it upside down and change the rules. Right. So I think, I think you have to take that. You know, I always took that with a grain of salt. Again, I'm going to go back to um, individual students and achieving their friendships, their experiences. I think you have to weigh that with the report card. Um, Because, again, when my kids were in school, I believe we had C on the report card. My kids were just fine. And they had really good teachers. Um, And, you know, like everyone will say, did you have one or two in there that you're like, "Uh, yeah, but that happens everywhere. Right. That's right. And um, but overall, like I said, I think the report card, to your point, um, it's easy to the the top layer is easy, but it's the back end that's really hard to understand and hard to explain. Sure. Well, and I think part of the problem is, is, you know, when when you see just the front layer, you know, and, and when it would have been the letter grade, it was, you know, a D or even, you know, an F, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, you know, what are we doing? And you, you don't ever see the back end of it and see what all is calculated in to getting those letter grades or, you know, even now the stars. And so there's so much more than just, you know, what are our teachers not doing? Right. You know, it, right that might not even be the case. You know, it might not even be reflective right. on, you know, what a teacher is or isn't doing. You know, it, it's so much, you know, more than that. And there's that, that has so much breadth to it that, you know, well, and it's I so will not share reflective too, of that. Megan and Rob, that one of the big pushes we had post COVID was attendance. Right. We, we had, we have kids that just, um, you know, 
for whatever reason, they'll, they just don't come to school right. and not just for a day, but for a week or a week and a half. So attendance has been a huge push and attendance is now calculated in hours, not days. Um, but it, it adds up and you, then you're chronically absent and it causes all these, there's just so much, um, detail work behind the scenes that we're mandated to do. But most importantly, kids have to be in school to learn. Right. Right. Like we, we are pushing really hard. Please send your kids to school. Right. If your if your child is sick, give us a call, you know, try to get the work home, but super important push. I think when you were, we were talking academics facilities like last year and this year has been attendance, regular attendance in school. Um, we can, you can't learn if you're not there. Right. And right. so we've, we've tried to push really hard on that. Before the this academic season started, academic year started, there was a lot of hand wringing, gnashing of teeth about taking away the kids' phones at the high school. Hmm. I haven't heard a peep about that in months. No, so and so how has that been a success? It, it has been a success, and um, hats off to um, Amy Gayhart for bringing it forward and. Um, you know, when she first brought it forward, I think everybody was like, wait, what, what are we going to try to do here? Um, but I think there was a lot of, um, bullying, um, and a lot of fights and things were started because of cell phone use, uh, during the school day. And I'm going to be honest, the kids that I interact with, you know, they're fine with it. They just put it in their backpack and call it a day. Um, so from what I can hear and see, it's been very positive. Um, and actually for us old timers, now you actually have to talk to people, right? You have to have a conversation at lunch. You're not on your phone or you have to say, Hey, how are you doing? Or, you know, so I think overall it's been, it's been a positive and mostly I think from the behavior side. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting though. Cause like there, you get used to as a parent, you know, sending your kid a message and saying, Hey, you know, this is the plan after school and, you know, come lunchtime being able to connect with them. And so it has been a readjustment from a parent side of, all right, I know he's going to see this at, you know, X, I know she's going to see this after school or, you know, getting a phone call at, you know, one o'clock in the afternoon, (laughs) you know, before we go on a podcast to, you know, Tell me, hey, I need I my, would share too, my like, jazz notebook. We've had a couple of instances where we've had to security issues at a school. And it was really problematic when we had kids on their phones. Um, yeah. We would just literally be getting the message out. Sure. And you know this, it has to go out like within five minutes or they've already, you know, and we were trying to get the message out. And meanwhile, it's already taken on a life of its own because 20 kids have called their parents and, you know, everything's falling apart. So I think it's helped in that realm, too. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I'm again, I had no issue with it. I think it was, you know, a a great, a great call. And so I, I commend you and. Yeah, I just sat back and watched, and I thought mm, this could be interesting. <laughs> well, but who, knew? who knew? I mean, the secret is showing up and being present when you're there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> and imagine that. <laughs> and interesting that a lot of kids that I interact with, and I'll just—I want to be honest here—they're student ambassadors and they're great kids. But they said, "Miss Garrett, we just put it in our backpack." You know, as long as right. it's away, right? Right. Right. So yeah. So there's that. Yeah. But I think as long as it's away, it's a good thing. Sure. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So. And it, it'll be interesting to see what, like, some of the scores. Yes. You know, and just some of the grades right. are now that That's been, they've not had that distraction throughout right. throughout this year. Yeah. So they'd be interesting. So 
there was a question that just flew out of my mind. Um, but we've talked about the facilities. We've talked about, um, you know, we've got a very uh, new thing opening the next school year. The high school becomes comes online. Um, they did a really neat thing I saw on your social media recently. They let the senior class from this year right on the floor of the basketball arena. Yeah, I thought that was cool. How cool. That, that's a very cool gesture to have those kids go out and do that. Yeah, so I will share that um, our director of uh, business affairs, Jeff Patrick, and he's also responsible for everything construction. Um, and our high school principal, Waylon Stiegel, led that effort. And um, it was funny because, you know, the kids walked in and I, a couple of them said, wow, we got ripped, you know, because, <laughs> you know, because. Right. And there's never a good time. Right. right. Somebody's class is always going to be the class yep. that didn't, you know, but I thought it was a super neat gesture. The kids loved it. And they're the class of uh, 2024's, you know, um, signatures will forever be yep. under the basketball yeah, really arena cool. floor. And um, and then they were able to tour the school as well. So I thought it was a really neat idea, and I'm glad they did it. They actually took buses over from the high school. So they started in wow. the gym, and then they were able to tour the school. So kind of neat. So there's a very important football game that's going to take place the first game of the year with a rival who shall not be named, uh, who has been trying to pass a levy to do new schools like we that, have for a that, while. That's the one I was talking about, <laughs> the chair and the popcorn. So we... We're, we're going to try to, if we could get a camera on the, the looks on their faces when they walk into that stadium, yeah. uh, even unfinished, it's amazing. It yeah. is. It, it, it looks is. unbelievable. It is. Um, well, I always like to say, um, I almost, I don't know how to say this, but I've always known it's good here. It is good here. You know, we, we have our moments, we have our people, we have some negativity, but there are really good people here. There's good they're hardworking, brilliant, good yeah. people at the city. Same at the schools. We've got good families. Why do we get a bad rap, right? Yeah, right. And so it, it's going to be, I'm super excited to see uh, when all of the schools, I'll just say south of town, right. roll right. in for games and things. It's going to be really, really incredible. And I would say this too, hats off to um, city leadership, school leadership, for realizing the importance of working together for the good of the community. There's that. And I would also say the community, you right. know, we, what community has stepped forward this many times to say, yeah, let's do this. Right. Yes. Let's do this again. Okay. Right. We're going to do this. You know, right. I mean, just incredible. When you combine the donation from Mr. Helms with the, you know, the working together, the city, the township, the schools with the support of the community, I, I say we're unstoppable right now. There, there's nothing we can't achieve. And I really believe that. And that and that's hats off to you. I know, Rob, you've had a, you know, it's it's hard in a leadership role and it's coming at you from every direction. But we've we've come a really long way in a lot of ways. And um, it's not easy. And there's always roadblocks, but I'm I'm super, super excited. That's what I said earlier in the podcast. I'm going to have my fold-up chair, right. my popcorn <laughs> and my shades, and just, you know, watch as people come in. Because I think they're going to be, I don't think they have any idea what uh, they're about to see. And the yeah. amazing thing, eight years ago when I first started here in economic development, I went to one of the first workshops before they put the first uh, bond issue on for new schools. And there was a statistic that was shared at that meeting, and I'm misremembering now, but this community had not passed um, a levy like that in over 17 years, some crazy number. 
like 17 years. Yeah. And they passed three and five years. Yeah. Well, and I'll share this. This this was a scary moment. And Megan will probably um, understand what I'm talking about. So when uh, Mark North was here, we um, Linda Yoder is the media teacher at the high school. And we created videos mm -hmm. to show the conditions yep. of, in particular, Baker mm -hmm. Middle School and the Intermediate. Right. And I remember uh, going home one night and I, I was kind of sick to my stomach because I said, you know, Chris, I said, if, if showing this and there, you know, it's like, we didn't have to do anything. We just, we just showed the pictures of the conditions. And I said, if this doesn't kind of wake people up to see what, how these buildings are, I, I don't know what else we could do. Right. Right. But yep. I think it did. It was, it was just so bad that it just, you know, the, the photograph of the, whether it was, it was like a telephone room or, or a server room that yeah. had a fan yes. blowing on it that just yeah. looked like it was, uh, it didn't look like it was working. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. It looked terrible. Yeah. And I, and I'll say this too, um, you know, like at Baker middle school and you know, this, um, in, in the, in the early fall and then at the end of the year, you know, upstairs, you know, there are people like, well, you know, I, I walked 25 miles to school and, you know, <laughs> right. climbed up two hills and whatever. <laughs> upstairs is 90 to 100 degrees. Yeah. And that's with 30 kids in a classroom and a right. teacher. Now, how much learning is going on? Right. 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 So yeah. I'm just super, super proud. And um, and and, you know, telling the truth and showing the reality of the conditions worked. Yep. Right. Yeah, I think I think what, you know, You've alluded to the gentleman that gave the donation and, and the fact that we've had this levy, multiple levies that have been passed, you know, and and people don't people don't always, I think, talk about how much faith in Fairborn, not just the schools, but the community, like how much faith Fairborn or these, you know, that we have in our own community to succeed you know, when we're saying yes to this, when that gentleman gave the $2 million, I mean, that is a huge act of, of faith in this community to say, use it and use it wisely. Yes. Go and succeed. Like, yes. Well, and I, Megan, I think it's sometimes easy to, in the day to day, um, I've learned with age and over time that sometimes the negativity kind of occupies a lot of your headspace because it seems so loud. Yep. But I just encourage everyone to just like, when you think about all of the good things that are happening and, you know, just for, for our community, um, with the city, with the schools, uh, I think there's a lot of really positive things happening and you, you kind of have to shut that out. It's not that it's not a valid point and, you know, but there are good things happening and yeah. people, want this to be a good place. And what I see is a lot of people working really hard to make that happen. Yeah. You know, do we have our differences? Yes. About how we should do it? Yes. Sure. But, you know, Fairborn is just a microcosm of the bigger picture, right? Right. I mean, the state or the, you right. know, the country. And I, and I think, you know, we just have to stay focused. I think one of the, one of the best things, um, you know, probably midway through my career, um, the city and the schools weren't working really well together. And right. that was really problematic um, because we, that's not going to work. We're the right. community, our community is too small right. to not be on the same, you know, to not be working together. So I think that's been a huge positive. Absolutely. Like we can call and say, Hey, you know, 
this isn't working right or what can we do or I don't understand or I, I just think that's a huge plus. Um, and so anyway, yeah. Yeah. Agreed. And unfortunately, like you said, there's a very small but very vocal group who either one doesn't want anything to change ever and <laughs> thinks we can go back to how it was in the 1950s or two is very skeptical of anything that happens no matter what it is. Yeah. And creates a narrative that it's somehow wrong or illegal or, you know, improper in some way. Yeah. Um, but you said beforehand, which I thought was great, is doesn't bother me anymore. Like, right. you know, they, those folks only be wrong so many times until you realize, hey, they don't know what they're talking about. Or right. they're fabricating yeah. something to make it look like there's more to something. And, you know, uh, I, I like to talk things out, hash them out. That's how I roll. Now, my husband's an introvert. So I said to him one time, I said, I just don't understand. I don't understand why people are negative. And, you know, and, you know, he said, he said, well, Pam, he said, what I really think is they believe that's the contribution. That is their positive contribution is being that voice. And again, differing opinions. But at the end of the day, you know, we're all members of this community, all of us. And, you know, we got to continue to work together, you know, the schools, the city, um, to do what's best for the community. And I, I've said this to a lot of people, so I'm going to say it here. There are some things that, it, you know, that happened in Fairborn 25, 30 years ago that, you know, Rob landed in your lap and right. the person before and will land in another. And you just have to stay committed and keep trying to work through it. Right. You know, right. some decisions were made that, and I'm not going to talk about them that maybe weren't right. the best decisions, right. but all you can do is say, okay, from today, the, these are the things we're focused on, and this is what we're going to try to do to make the community better. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think you've done that. Well, thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. Anything we didn't cover, Pam, that you want to talk about? No, I'm good. This awesome. has been an outstanding conversation. Thanks for being here. This oh. has been really terrific. We're going to Thank talk, you for having me. Yeah, this was – and appreciate what you do with the schools. I, I can't imagine – you know, the city stuff's difficult, but the, the thing I always said about uh, the people that work in the schools is – not everybody really understands everything that the city does, but everybody's been to school. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, yeah. and they have an opinion on how it could be done better. I just want to say, um, I, I really, um, I want to thank you for your leadership and, um, commitment in Fairborn, um, and everything you've done to move Fairborn to this point. Um, I think you've got a great team here. Absolutely. And I think that, um, you know, we're moving in the right direction and it's just going to take, um, commitment over time of people working together to keep moving this ball forward. So I want to thank you personally, professionally for everything you've done for Fairborn. Well, thank you. I, and again, I get to, I get a lot of the credit, but it's a, you mentioned that we have an outstanding team um, that has done a lot of great work here. And so I, I'm fortunate to have been a part of that team. That's, you know, we couldn't have done anything without all of us. Yeah. I, I greatly appreciate it. And you too, Megan. Thanks. <laughs> Absolutely. Megzy. Uh, Megzy. You too, Megzy. Robbie A. Right. <laughs> sweatpants. Chilling sweatpants out. Rob. Chilling out in our sweatpants. Right. right. So if you don't mind, we're going to talk about a few other things going on in the city. You're welcome okay. to sit in and, and help chime in if you want. Okay. okay. Yeah. Megan, uh, you got the list over there. Let's. I, do have, the, I do have the what list. Got? So we had a Christmas or uh, hometown holiday. Event. We did, but we left the Christmas tree. We did. We did yep. light the Christmas tree. We did. Um, and I think it went well. 
It did. It was different this year because it we was. couldn't do a parade because of some construction on Broad Street. It's still sad. Uh, but it did. I thought it was a very nice event. Yeah. Um, the, we had some enhanced kids activities and it, it really went well. And I, I need to give a shout out to Marilyn McCauley, who really is the one that put this together. She did a little tyke shop uh, in the old uh, Fifth Third Bank, which if anybody that remembers Reich's uh, in downtown Dayton, they did a little tyke shop. Okay. I think I went there when I was a kid. I did too. Where you go in and you give them a couple dollars and you buy a, a gift for a family member, mother, mom, dad, brother, sister, um, and you give them money and you get these gifts and then they wrap it for you and you mm -hmm. take it home. And so she recreated that in a building and it was an overwhelming success. It was crazy. <laughs> I volunteered. Oh, yeah. that's cool. I was exhausted. Oh, it, and it's... I left at 620 and the line was wrapped outside the door. Yeah. Oh. They, they sold out of... Father's gifts, I think mother's gifts. Oh, that's really um, cool. So she's had to reset and they're going. So that starts again on Saturday. Right. I think at noon, if I'm not mistaken. Um, at the Fifth Third Bank, they're going to do it again. In conjunction with the Downtown Fairborne Committee, you know, all the events they have in a lot of our storefronts down there. So if you have a chance, and this is going to post on Thursday, I think. Yep. Um, please come downtown on Saturday and just see what they've done. It's it's really incredible. Well, it'll post on Friday. Friday. Today's Thursday. I lost track of the days. It's all right. So, it'll post. so tomorrow, come out tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah, it'll yeah. come out tomorrow. Uh, well, we want to give a, sh a huge shout out uh, and thanks to everyone that did come out uh, and to our parks uh, staff, our PD, our fire, uh, the civic band that played. Everyone's civic band was great again. Yeah, um, they did a good job. My Valley Dance Studio and Miss Kelly's group, they, it's a great show. Yeah, they, they play show. or they dance twice and they just did a phenomenal job. Uh, as well as, again, Laura Adams uh, for donating the tree. Uh, she and her grandson, uh, if I'm not mistaken, helped light the tree. In honor of her mother. In honor, she of, donated yeah. her, in honor of her mother, yeah. In honor of her mother. Great. So, yeah, that was that was pretty cool. Uh, you want to talk about what happened on uh, the council meeting on Monday? So we actually swore in two new members of council. Our mayor, Dan Kirkpatrick, got sworn in for his second run yep. as, a, as mayor. And then Sylvia Chess as a new council member. Got sworn in along with uh, Clint Allen and Tannistine, who got reelected. Um, so we had a, a change of guard ceremony, which is we do it differently here in Fairborn than yeah. I think other communities do it. And it wasn't until Monday night that somebody said something that made sense. You know, we're a military town, right? So when you have a change of command ceremony, it's usually done in a meeting, you know, where they pass the flag. And so I think huh. that's why we do it that way. It's more of a like a change of command. That makes sense. Yeah. I totally forgot Tana and Clint were getting sworn in. Yeah. And so I'm like, I just, she just swearing all of them in like tonight? Are they like getting, like, what are they doing? And then it dawned on me. I'm like, oh, that's right. They, they got reelected. <laughs> yes. I'm like, she's just going to go down the line. Like, what's she doing? What's she doing? So we had some really nice tributes to outgoing mayor, Paul <laughs> Keller, and then outgoing deputy mayor, Kevin Knapp. Yeah. Uh, so really good presentations from other mayors. Yeah, um, pretty our cool. state elected officials were really good. Yeah. Yeah. Paul had a really nice speech, too. Paul did a really good speech. I didn't really even write speech. it. Right? The last one. See? He did it. He didn't even need me. That's right. He did a good job. So, but that was that was Monday night, so we've had a new change of the guard. So we've yep. got uh, our new council seated, and they're ready to go to work. Yeah, That's great. I that was pretty cool. Yep. Um, so it is, the weather's getting colder, and I just wanted to remind people, because we've had um, some folks message us that if uh, something happens after hours, uh, and you need to get a hold of somebody, the number is 937-754-3000. Uh, That's the non-emergency dispatch line. Yep. Um, again, if you have any kind of emergency at your house 
or if you see something, you know, bubbling in the road, that's usually mean there's a water main break. Uh, so please call the non-emergency dispatch line and they can get somebody out there. If you have a non-emergency at your house, non call 911. If you have an emergency, emergency. call 911. Correct. Non-emergency, call 754-3000. Absolutely. Emergency, call 911. Absolutely. And yeah, that's that's the key. Yes. Emergency. Emergency. Yeah. Yes. And I won't go into what it isn't is or isn't an emergency, no. but, but you should know. Uh last but not least, um, there are a lot of holiday type events happening at the schools. There are actually tonight, but this will be too late. Literacy night, and we have a actually this is really positive too, because this this will air Friday. Um, next Tuesday, uh, we play Vandalia Butler at home, and we are honoring all of our fall student athletes for academic achievement at halftime at the game. Wow. So that's going to be cool. pretty impressive. Um, I believe that our fall athletes had a combined GPA of 3.35 or above, Wow, which is incredible. And then it's even better when you divide it by team. And I want to say cross country had the highest GPA. That's right. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> but anyway, then we've also divided it out by team, but they'll wow. get a um, certificate at the half yeah. and also a t-shirt. Um, just, you know, part of our efforts to kind of, uh, you know, redirect the story to academics, yeah. you know, and, right. and kids that are active and in sports they're you know, they're organized. And anyway, we're going to recognize them. Very cool. On, uh, Fantastic. Tuesday night. Those that's cross great. country kids. Yeah. They may do some crazy running things, but that's a smart bunch. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's also sporting events you can uh, support. There's basketball, bowling, swimming, wrestling. And I know the music cheer. events, you can purchase your tickets online. Okay. Um, yeah. So, yeah, be be supportive of our schools. They're pretty awesome. The kids work really hard at all that kind of stuff. Uh, and they deserve to be recognized. Yep. Uh, question. And um, maybe you can answer, maybe you can't. But I was a music kid growing up. I was in the band in high school. And for a, for a school system our size, and we're not super huge, but we're not tiny. Mm-hmm. We have some amazing music programs and choir. How did that – and I – I know the folks that are responsible for it, but how did that become such a strength in our system? I, well, I'm going to be honest. I believe in the leadership of our uh, music department, Um, Amy Whitehill with the orchestra and um, Karen and John Garetta. um, I think they're um, super inspirational with the kids. They're really good teachers. Um, And I'll also give a shout out to our elementary, um, but uh, we have a new teacher at the intermediate school, Chad Guess, and he's kind of put a different spin on things, Mm. but just um, kind of getting them, uh, you know, they kind of try it out in elementary school. And by the time they get to middle school, I just think Karen and John do a great job as well as Amy Whitehill. And, um, you know, I, I think that's the people have helped build the program. I think their passion um, for music uh, they're also Ohio U Bobcats. I'll just throw that in. <laughs> but um, they were in the marching one time. Marching one time, um, yeah. But they they have a passion for music, and I think that shows in all they do. And I think they're they're really good at working with the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just and Amy as well. I just think we've got a very strong music department. Uh, and I've been blown away at, at any music event I've attended has been absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um. And I and I'll share this too. This is kind of a personal story, but um. You know. Corey was in the high school musical way back, you know, when he was in high school, he wasn't musical at all. 
And he's like, yeah, I think I'm going to try it. But I think Karen and John encourage people to try new things, participate. Yeah. And um, I'll say every spring, uh, the high school musical will be in February. And my apologies, I can't remember what it is, but a, a huge, great event. I know you've been to Jazz Fest oh, before. Incredible. That's an amazing night. Right. You know, um, I know that um, the jazz, the jazz ensemble always plays at our Hall of Honor. I mean, I'm going to be honest. Uh, if Karen and John hadn't been out of town, we wanted them at our daughter's wedding reception. Right. And we said, we'll just pay you We'll give a, we'll do something for them to play. That's how good they are. Right. I mean, so right. yeah, I, I would say it's the leadership of the music programs that inspires the kids. I, yeah. I've yet to, I was in jazz band. I was in, I did everything. I am nowhere near, if I were in high school now, I wouldn't even be able to play a note in that band. It's so good. I, yeah. I'm just blown away. Well, I would say, you know, all of the music programs, the choirs, um, the high school musical every year gets better and better oh just gosh, the, yeah. the caliber of the kids and their talent. Right. Um, and then we also do, oh my gosh, I can't think of the name of it, but it's in the spring. Um, well, it's, it's jazz fest, but we also highlight students singing right. yeah. as well, yeah. like choir kids. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's yeah. unbelievable. That the was, talent, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I'm looking forward to jazz fest this year. Absolutely. Claire, Claire's in the, she's in the jazz band again at the, yes. middle, at the middle school or at the junior high and, it's um, just a great night. And that's oh, when you, I fantastic. really encourage the Fairborn community to come out because, you know, you, you don't know what you don't know. And when you, you go to jazz test, you're like, these kids are incredibly talented. This right. is impressive. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You never know that they were high schoolers. Right. Like oh. it's yeah. amazing. Right. Yeah. That's all I got, Rob. Yeah. All right. Okay. Pam, any final thoughts? No, just thank you again for everything oh. you've done for Fairborn. Greatly appreciated. It's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah. yeah. That's it. We'll see you around town. All right.